0: Welcome into the Lemon Pepper Parlay Basketball Edition in studio this time. I'm Martin Weiss. I'm joined here with my good friend, my co host, Mark Gunnels. Mark Gunnels, how goes it?
1: I'm doing pretty good, man. How about you, man? I'll
0: tell you what, I'm doing better, and you're doing better than the Brooklyn Nets. And that's the first team we'll get to on our fast break. <laughs> Because while they are in the play-in, they are alive today, and there was a shooting about a half a mile away from the Brooklyn practice facility. Apparently is very somber in the environment, so prayers out to all of those people involved, and that hopefully the, the, uh, the person who did it is apprehended quickly and uh, violence stops soon. So that's all in play, as well as the fact that it seems as if all the news from New York is bad, starting with that. But then going forward, you have Kevin Durant, And uh, uh, Kevin Arnovich reporting that the state of discontent between James Harden and the Nets started in September when he arrived in training camp out of shape. (laughs) If only we had seen that before. (laughs) Then James Harden found, uh, or Kevin Durant was like, you know, he understood how it happened in Houston, says, but also expected his former teammate to commit himself to conditioning and self-care when it comes to seeking a title in Brooklyn. And with Kyrie's vaccination status in flux, well, it wasn't really in flux, I suppose. It was yeah, the, Kyrie's it was a, playing was. situation <laughs> was in flux. His vaccination yeah. status was very much undecidedly not. Uh, you know, this says Durant was astonished in the opening weeks of the season that Harden's lack of explosiveness is sluggish play. And he also says that's why he hurt his hamstring. I can't look at this picture of Sal and Jerry Jones out of, the, out of my peripheral for any more. <laughs> but and it was weirding me out But that's what all started the trade for Ben Simmons Which has now really turned into the trade for uh, uh, Seth Curry and Andre Drummond Because Ben Simmons has yet to play Although he may play today or he may not play today Because I don't know, he's not cleared for contact But Steve Nash said he's going to play
1: What's going on in well, Brooklyn? They're said they ramping up his uh, his workload Well, it's a great time to no. do it seeing as you, you're on So... You know, who knows what's going to happen with him. He's probably not going to play tonight. Will he play game one against most likely Boston? Because I do think the Nets are going to win this game. Uh, but, you know, even if he does play, he's going to be on a minute restriction, right? There's no way he's going to come right in and get 30-plus minutes, and they're expecting a high level of intensity right into the playoffs when the guy hasn't played in over a year. So whether he plays or not, I don't think it makes that much of a difference or moves the needle that much for Brooklyn either way. So as far as the James Harden situation goes, it's kind of funny that Kevin Durant expected something different. Just because he was in Brooklyn, not in Houston, I guess maybe there's not that many strip clubs in Brooklyn. You know, not as prominent as Houston. Obviously, you know they're known for it. So maybe he thought, okay, he's in a a colder climate. You know, not too much to do as far as strip club wise. Maybe he's more locked in. Is that what Kevin Durant really thought? No, you know what it
0: is. <laughs> you know what you know what it really is. Just this is I don't know if you've ever been in a in a philandering situation or spot. But I like that a, word, a lot of times, you know, a guy will go after a girl who's already spoken for, and she'll go with him, right? Yeah, she'll go with him, and then she'll, you know, she'll start uh, entertaining his advances and so on and so forth. And before you know it, you have yourself a little love triangle. That love triangle then sometimes will simplify into just a love line with two people instead of that triangle, right? Because the initial guy, the original guy, could be like, wait a minute, I don't want any part of this, I'm out. But then what happens? That same guy, the new guy, goes and sees another girl who has a boyfriend, and she goes at him, and then all of a sudden you have another love triangle. She's like, wait, how could you do this to me? (laughs) What do you mean? I've been doing this the whole time. This is all I do. This is what I do. James Harden has shown up out of shape because he's been able to do whatever he wants the whole time. And so now Kevin Durant said, wait a minute. How could you do that to me? I, I, I thought I was special. I thought we were the one. We were trying to get a ring. <laughs> but no, he did it to him too.
1: And uh, is he doing it to Joel Embiid right now as we speak? And I, Doc Rivers? I mean, it, seems as, going such, there? it seems as such. <laughs> it
0: seems as such. It seems as such. But first, I just find it fascinating that you have all this this Brooklyn stuff coming out today on the day of the play-in. Right? It's like on the day of the biggest game of their seri- of the game, the day of the biggest game of their series the day of the biggest game of their season because they're yet to have played in an actual <laughs> series because they have to make the playoffs yeah. first to do so. I just I, I just am fascinated to know how this, they're going to come out tonight. I don't think they cover. I'm not trying to sp- spoil the pick segment, but to say that the
1: Nets aren't going to cover
0: is nothing new.
1: Yeah. Um, I think they're going to win for sure. The spread out is eight and a half right now, I believe, unless it's changed in the last 10 minutes. So, yeah, that's a pretty hefty number. And they just played them less than a week ago. And the Cavs were up by eight in the third quarter, ended up losing by 11 points. And I know they don't have Jared Allen. I get it. And they've been banged up. But the fact they haven't played, well, they played just a few days ago. Now you're playing them again. This time it's in Brooklyn, though. Last time it was in Cleveland. Eight and a half is a little rich, but I'm not going to spoil my pick yet because I'm still on the fence right now. So I am going through it in my head as we're doing the show live. I'm being very um, proactive here and very transparent with the audience because I have not made my official pick yet. I'm still digesting it as we speak.
0: Well, I I just know this. It seems as but the for, Nets will win the game. It seems as though it's Steve Dash or just whoever is in. Char- it seems that no one is in charge in Brooklyn, and I think that is the biggest one of the biggest problems. It seems like I it, I don't know who's who's supposed to be answering for whom, and like you know who's supposed to tell James, hey, why aren't you in shape? Is KD supposed to be that guy?
1: It sounds like maybe Kyrie's in charge. <laughs> there you have it. I mean, if that's I mean, seriously, look at all the power he had this year. I mean, the guy was playing part time when he came back, and they basically just gave the red carpet to him, like, like, hey, man, Kyrie, we're gonna just do whatever you want to say. And I know they tried to play hardball, was like, you know, we don't want you here unless you're gonna be full time. Yeah, that was cap. That was all cap. Kyrie is running the show, and what does that say if Kyrie's running the show? Because I don't think KD's really that. I mean, KD's the best player, but I don't think he's the alpha. I really think it's Kyrie and that says all you need to know, right? Well, you know, part of the thing too, if Kyrie <laughs> He said we don't need a coach. That's well, what Kyrie said.
0: The thing that the thing that's <laughs> funny about the Kyrie situation in my estimation is that like I do th- I don't necessarily think that Eric, I mean, uh, that 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 uh he was I don't he was right. He was he should have gotten vaccinated. That's my whoa hot take. But the idea that like he was able to come back as a part-time player because he made some grand stand and that was what made it happen. It's like, nah, he was able to come back as a part-time player because the Brooklyn Nets looked around at the NBA at the time, saw what was happening with these COVID protocols, 10-day call-ups. You know, you call a 10 guy up guy for 10 days for a month and a half damn near, it feels like. No. We got one of the best players in the world. You know what? All right, everybody else is doing all this weird stuff. We might as well just do it too.
1: Yeah, and they were slipping. Let's not forget about that, especially when a KD went down. I mean, they were the one seed at one point, and they're all the way in the play-in now. It went from the one seed to the play-in. It's not like they were the one seed just the first week of the season, first couple weeks. No, this, this is nearly almost halfway through the season. They were the one seed, and they built all the way down to the play-in.
0: So, speaking of one seeds, which the Brooklyn Nets are not, the Phoenix Suns have been atop of the Western Conference since this time last year, quite honestly. They've been the most consistent team in the West and just you know came with a Giannis', a Giannis uh, miraculous appearance in the finals away from winning it, right? Nearly 30% of all the money wagered on championship futures right now are on the Phoenix Suns. 30% yeah. of all the money. That's hefty. All the sports book liability at this moment, or a great, at least a great amount of it, is sitting on the Phoenix Suns. What does that make you feel, Mark Connells?
1: Makes me feel a little nervous. Because I do ultimately think the Suns are going to win the championship if I had to give my analysis pick and not just go with, you know, the the best odds and what makes the sense as far as like throwing some money down and hey see what happens I do think they are the best team I think they have the motivation from last year from losing in the finals and clearly they've been the best team throughout the regular season but that thirty percent is eye opening and we know Vegas I mean if the if they Suns win the championship Vegas is getting robbed I mean they're getting they might They might not be able to hold the casinos anymore. You might not be able to go uh, to the MGM anymore. It might not exist. 30%, Martin? That's a a big number. That's hefty. That is scary. And not to mention, we know it happens a lot. The random Chris Paul injury. It's going to happen game five of the conference finals. Uh Uh-oh, his hamstring i mean i'm not wishing injury on nobody but we've seen this movie before and i know they play well without him still but i mean they're gonna, they're gonna need chris paul to win the championship there's no doubt about it so i mean that that scares me it does scare me it gives me some cause for concern
0: i mean it absolutely you know, i'm i'm worried i'm worried and chris paul's injury notwithstanding because it hasn't happened yet but we've and we'll talk about this in just a second we've seen some guys starting to go down uh for various reasons some can't travel to toronto some have left calf strains but uh you know it, it we are seeing how the playoff rosters are going to be impacted from what the regular season what you would have thought especially as it gets into the playoffs how rosters get a little bit shorter and you know guys are playing less and less and less the suns are a very deep team so uh, you know I I just that's a lot of money, do you know what this? you know what this really makes me feel like though the uh the
1: championship is coming from the Eastern Conference, so do you have the Suns come out the west? I know you're a big jaw Memphis guy.
0: I mean I could see it I could see it, but I do think i i, I we like we talked about uh a couple weeks ago when we were talking about futures bets, I have liked the bottom of the western conference bracket a lot better than i like the
1: top our future uh, mavs pick is not looking too good right no, now
0: no that w- that w- <laughs> depends on what his calf strain is, is going to be talking about but no you're right but i like the clippers a lot i like the i like the bottom of the west more than i not more than the top obviously but i like the bottom of the west to give the top of the west some trouble i think that people are undercutting the West and talking about how good, that like, nobody wants the Nets, nobody wants the Nets. I don't think you want some of these, like, seven, eight in the Western Conference either. I really don't think you want to, especially when you look at the way that, you know, Phoenix is the only team up top that hasn't really been, had any adversity so far. Yeah.
1: Can I give away a future right now or are we going to wait? Go for it. Because you already brought them up, so I looked it up this morning on FanDuel. Shout out to FanDuel. (laughs) Clippers plus 1,900 to win the West. I like Clippers plus 1,900 to win the West. And we just got a report that Kawhi's doing three-on-threes. He's not doing five-on-fives yet, but he's doing three-on-threes. And I think they're going to beat the Timberwolves tonight, and then in the first round they're going to play your John Morant and Memphis Grizzlies. That's a scary matchup for Memphis, even without Kawhi. I don't think Kawhi would be ready for that series. No. But let's say they advance. Second round? That's I, possible. I, That's uh, possible. Okay, but
0: I can't, I can't, I can't, I have to paint with the same brush. It's going to be real hard for me to believe that you could just walk in to the, in, to the National Basketball Association playoffs conference championships. Conference finals, seven conference semifinals, even the first round. And just be able to just, oh, you know, ride his rain business. It was like riding a bike. That's just hard for me. to. I don't buy it with Ben Simmons, and I don't necessarily buy it with Kawhi. Now, if I had seen Kawhi come out and had like a six, seven game stretch like Paul George did towards the end of the regular season, okay, I'm in. I'm in. Seen Norman Powell play in the, in the game in where in the eighty-two game stretch. That's all about positioning for this big tournament. I've seen Norman Powell get in there. He got a little loose. Seen him shoot some shots. Okay, okay. Kawhi, I've seen him walk to the bench, get up off the bench, walk back to the locker room at halftime, walk back up out to halftime locker room, back to the bench, and then go home. That's that's all I've seen him do. And yeah. I and I'm and I hey, maybe. You're right. Hey, it could happen. But I I can't I can't bet. I'm making this Clippers bet. Yeah. On Paul George and
1: and his and his repaired shoulders. And that that's fair. And that's fair. And you know, it's fair to say that cuz if Kawhi comes back, he's not going to play 35 40 minutes right off the gate. That's not going to happen. Probably more like 20 to 25 minutes. But the thing is, I think the Clippers are so deep and they have so much depth to where Kawhi would just be, in this sense, a luxury, not a necessity, in my opinion. Because this is saying, this is assuming they beat the Memphis without him. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to beat Memphis without Kawhi, you could beat anybody in the West with a 25-minute a game Kawhi. Because I think Memphis is capable of coming out the West. So that's my argument to that and why I think it's great value because you're betting on them beating Memphis without Kawhi and assuming he comes back at least by the second round.
0: Yeah, it's just – I just wonder about the effectiveness once you get there because, like we said, and for the third topic in the fast break, people get hurt. People are starting to get hurt. Yeah, Yeah. You know what I'm saying? LeBron James earlier today said – or yesterday – He rushed back from his ankle injury to try to make the push, and it made it worse, right? Luka Doncic has a sore left calf strain with no timetable for return. That's concerning, especially when you think of some of the other sore calf strains that you've heard about in NBA past. That's super concerning if you're a Dallas Mavericks fan, and even more
1: if you're a Dallas Mavericks, somebody in the front office whose job is attached to winning games. I I think you have to shut Luka down because if you – Force him back, and what if he tears his Achilles or something, man? Now he's je- now he's missing next season, <laughs> like, and it sucks because I do think Dallas could have made a run this year, but he's only twenty three years old, man. You can't you can't jeopardize that. I think you got to shut him down. As hard as it is for me to say that, cause I love watching Luca play basketball. I think you have to shut him down. I think you do.
0: I've seen every. Playoff basketball game that Luka Doncic just played, and I don't plan on stopping that streak. And so I figured I would get in early, you know. <laughs> so I figured get in, you know, was like yeah, get in real early. But yeah, I don't, I don't want to say you just gotta automatically shut him down because without knowing, I don't know. I, I I'm, but I can't fault them or fault him for not, you know, for not, uh, for not wanting to go out, not wanting to play, and because I mean, you know. That, like you said, that could be one of the type of things that your whole career. But another thing, another guy who's going to be missing for some of the playoffs, Matisse Teibel is it only got one of his vaccination doses. Canada says you have to be fully vaccinated. How big of a failure is it if the Toronto Raptors beat the, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers?
1: I'm throwing some sprinkle down on Raptors winning the series at plus 150. I saw it on uh, FanDuel this morning. I love those odds. I love those odds. Because, okay, Philly has home court advantage. Do you really have confidence to say that Philly is going to win both of those games in Philly? It's going to be 1-1 going to Toronto. You have Nick Nurse, who has the major coaching advantage over your boy Doc Rivers. Why that group is my boy? I don't know. I just made that up. That's <laughs> yeah, 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 my boy. That's your brother. That's I, your I boy. I do that, man. <laughs> <laughs> Nick nurses is the far superior head coach. They have multiple wings to throw bodies at James Harden. You got Scotty Barnes. You got OG. I don't even, your friend Bam Bleak can he even get in there and ruffle some feathers. Like, they – Siakam. Like, they are long. They are athletic. Yeah, they have nobody to guard Embiid, and I get that. But Nick Nurse is the coach that started the trend of shutting down Giannis with the whole wall thing. People forget about that. Now, obviously, Giannis has figured it out. They got some shooters around him, so that's not a problem anymore. But people forget that he neutralized Giannis. When people were saying they have nobody to guard Giannis. They're going to do it by committee. They're not going to shut down NB. I'm not suggesting that. NB is going to average 30 points this series. But outside of him, who do you really trust? Who do you trust? The Raptors still have guys with championship experience and pedigree on that roster. So it's going to be 1-1 going into Toronto. And now you're not going to have Thibel for those two games in Canada. And he's their only wing defender. Who else is going to guard anybody? Danny Green? James Harden? Maxie?
0: I, there's, that's the thing for me. You, you, if there was, like, okay. If you look at the Eastern Conference, you had two big losses, one due to injury with Robert Williams and the other one due to vaccination status with Matisse Tywin. If you look at Boston, I think they could have afforded, not to say they could afford to lose anybody, but of all the players you can afford to lose, Robert Williams is probably the most that you could lose, right, because are the least effective, because you can have Phillip Matisse, you can play Grant Williams, you can kind of figure it out, right? Matisse Teibel is the only person on Philly that's going to sit down and lock up at any point, like at any point for all 48 minutes and then some. I don't think of all the players you could lose for that team, he is one of the biggest pieces. I think that I think he's a line shifter in a way that like people would ex- wouldn't expect for a guy who's probably averaging less than than what twelve fifteen points a game. You could make
1: the case he's their third most important player.
0: I I think he might be depending on how well what important however you define important it depends on like how well they play depends on how they win. Then yeah, probably so.
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said. He's the only guy on the perimeter that's going to willingly, that likes to play defense, that wants to. Like, that's their job is to play defense. And you take him out the lineup, I mean, you're going to be asking Tobias Harris to to lock up. Uh, a old Danny Green who hasn't been an elite defender in five years. I mean, it, it's not looking good at all, so... Raptors plus one fifty to win the series. I'm strongly advising that to the public right now.
0: You know, I tell you, uh I forgot how old just how old Danny Green was until North Carolina's in a national championship game. They're showing the old North Carolina teams that won titles. Yeah. And Danny Green is like nineteen in the picture.
1: Like yeah. holy hell.
0: Yeah. Wow. I'm old.
1: Yeah, man. He turns thirty five this summer.
0: Before we get to dunked on, let's take a quick break. All right. Now, as you know, Margonal, somebody's getting dunked on, whether it's in the real world or figuratively. And I'll just say this. There was a ton of real-world dunks missed by Russell Westbrook. But he was dunking all over body, all over everybody. And his exit press conference, everybody in the Lakers organization taking shots. I think my favorite was uh, Frank Vogel after the game, knowing he's he's, he's he's dead man walking going. Yeah, they just came back. What it was actually uh, the parlay kid, I believe. He oh yes, how about this Mark Gunnel? This is a ache. I just posted this on on the Extra Points Pod TikTok page. Go follow that. But uh, it's a bedache. The parlay kid, Meatballs is dead. The parlay kid oh, nice. had a 10 leg parlay of all the NBA teams that needed to win and needed to lose, and so on and so forth, or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. The Lakers down to one. They were down, it was a, down nine with one minute left. Mac McClung of Texas Tech fame, just boom, banging threes, stealing the ball. Austin Reeves goes coast to coast with two seconds left to go and force <laughs> overtime. <laughs> Lakers end up winning this meaningless game. It's the first time the Lakers have tried to win in over in over sixty days, and it's because all the you know everybody's on there, everybody on the court making no money. Like yeah, they, they got to try to prove themselves. To prove themselves. Yeah. But anyway, the part kid ended up on the wrong side of that. Frank Vogel oh. asked after about his job status, said he didn't know shit. Which, I feel like, I'm kind of mad that he got fired so quickly after, because that should have been a great meme.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know he was he was bsing. He knew (laughs) everything. He He knew, knew he knew what was going on, man. Yeah, but honestly, I think he's relieved. I mean, this year has just been all hell just broke loose. Everything that could go wrong went wrong for the Lakers this year. He was done. By the new year, man, he was mentally checked out. So he's relieved at this point. He got his money. I don't know if he's even going to want to coach next year. He might just take a year off. He might retire. I don't know. He needs a break. You think I would shoot? I would
0: coach next year.
1: I mean, depends on what the the situation. But I know this.
0: I, I I would coach next year, and I would hope. I just because I just feel like it's pretty impossible to be successful.
1: As the head coach of Los Angeles Lakers right now. You know what? Hot take right now. Frank Vogel will be the new head coach for the Brooklyn Nets, the <laughs> Nets next year. Steve Nash is, is not going to last. He's going to get fired after this season. They're going to lose in the first round to Boston. He's going to be out of there. They're going to go for a defensive-minded guy, which is Frank Vogel. I can see it happening. Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel to New York, to Brooklyn. Let's get it right there.
0: It's all on record. right. I've almost. I don't think that he's done. But I. Will, <laughs> I don't know if Frank Vogel's going to get fired from one group of superstars or, or <laughs> superstars in quotes to then flip up to a new group of superstars. Well, Benson. I don't know who's Ben Simmons. But <laughs> Anthony Davis kind of started all this. He started. He started the ex, exit interviews a little bit earlier with the. You know, we're all injured. You know, we know. You know, we, we've had more starting lineups than than and wins this year or whatever he had to say. Like, that's not an uncommon thing. Like, most, a lot of teams have injuries, bro, most of them. Yeah. But the Lakers are dunking on themselves. They've been dunking on themselves as, ever since they signed LeBron James in his, in his press release that had not a single hyphen in it. Grammatically, it, it drove me insane. Right,
1: but right.
0: They could have had Ty Lu. They lowball Ty Lu and they hired a guy that Ty Lue is going to have as his assistant on Frank Vogel, right? Yep. Frank Vogel was going to be on his bench as an assistant. <laughs> now, they hired Frank and said, told Frank, we got to hire – you got to You gotta let us vet all your assistants. So he, Frank can't even – Frank, cook this meal, but we it to pick every fork and knife that you use and we'll lift the ingredients. I mean – I don't know, if he has, I mean he Emerald. He's not he's Frank Vogel. He's not, you know what I'm saying? this this is not Tony, this yeah. is not Tony Satchery. This is Frank Vogel. Yeah. I don't know what he's supposed to do here. And then leaking it to Woge that they were likely gonna fire him. And then actually firing him. <laughs> I don't know how this news is coming out because Quint Snyder has a team and games prepare for himself, but apparently he's turned off with how the Lakers hired, Vo- fired Vogel and doesn't
1: and wouldn't want to work for them anymore, which, I mean, hey, why not? Well, a name that I found very interesting is Nick Nurse. That would be a home run hire for the Lakers. If, why on earth would Nick Nurse le- – uh, first of all, I don't understand. Maybe
0: I haven't spent enough time in Toronto. I thought Kawhi should have stayed in Toronto. I have no idea why Nick Nurse would want to leave Toronto. To especially to go
1: to the Lakers. I mean, but think about it. It's the brand. It's the high profile job. You're in LA. You get the coach LeBron and AD, and they're gonna revamp this roster. Westbrook would not be there. I can't that. With what Hey, just getting Westbrook off the roster, that's addition by subtraction. I don't alone. I agree. Alone. Right, that right, I don't care what you get back. You're better instantly from that move by itself. So I think, especially taking on the challenge there, if he were to do that, turn this team around, the health is the main thing, though. And you can't predict that. I mean, I guess you, maybe you can with AD because AD always gets hurt. But – that was the main issue, and obviously, even when they were healthy, I get they weren't that good, but they still would have at least been a play-in team and had a a, a, a chance, a snowball's chance of doing something. Who knows? But they only played like a quarter of the games together. I'm talking about the quote-unquote big three of Westbrook, LeBron, and AD. They played like a quarter of the season together, so we never really got a fair shake of what this team really could have been. Mm. Like I said, I'm not saying they would have been a, a mm. co- title contender. because I, I don't believe that because it was a bad fit from the beginning. But they at least would have been a playoff team. That's interesting because I know a guy who you could have hired as your head coach three years
0: ago who didn't have any of his stars for most of the season. In fact, I believe Paul George played about 10 games. Oh, and deep. you know where he's at? The playoffs. You know where he's been? The playoffs. I'm just saying. That's all I got to say. You could have had that man. LeBron wanted that man, so that's you can't you can't go to LeBron. I, I got to give LeBron a little bit of grace here. If he said he wanted Ty Lue, you got to make that happen, and then shoulders the blame on that. You know what I'm saying? If he said no, I want Ty, and then all of a sudden
1: you know it goes bad. It's
0: like all right, yeah, that's my bad.
1: And that's why I give pushback to people that always assume that LeBron is the GM. Because I don't think that's really the case in L.A., like how we think it may be. Even in his exit interview, he was talking about how he's not going to be very hands-on in the offseason. Like, yeah, if they ask for his opinion, he's going to give his opinion. But at the end of the day, he said, it's their decision. It kind of came off as if, yeah, I've gave suggestions before, but they always don't take what I say and do it. Because according to reports, you know he he wanted some other guys there. He wanted Caruso to stay, that and they weren't willing to give him the offer that Chicago gave him. So I don't think LeBron is making all these decisions that we think he is in LA. Sure, he has input, but to say that he made that roster completely, I think is unfair. This is not this is not him in Cleveland. Well, I I can just say that. Whether he made the roster or not,
0: there was reports that Buddy Hill was coming, and then there were reports that he wasn't. And to your point, if he was making the roster, I don't know what DeMar DeRozan and LeBron James were talking about as DeMar spent several days at at LeBron's L.A. house. (sighs) But, you know, and hell, with the way DeMar is playing now, maybe he would be the scapegoat after the way he started the season gangbusters and the way he's kind of fallen off and so of the Chicago Bulls. Maybe he would be the person everybody's talking about, well, you know, DeMar DeRozan don't shoot threes. That's why the Lakers aren't in the playoffs. But I do have to think that it was just a remarkable – At you know what it was? Entertaining.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess thing? you want to call it that. It was a circus. Was I'm, going to, a circus.
0: I'm going to miss the 2021-2022 <laughs> Los Angeles.
1: <laughs> I'm not. I'm glad it's over. It's a sigh of relief for me. A major sigh of relief.
0: Well, I just know this. They said they wanted Juan Howard to maybe coach the Lakers. Oh, my gosh. He said he'd rather shake hands than Ann Arbor. He's
1: good. Is that what he said for real? Yeah. I'm, well, I mean Church is not going well already I think it'll be mutual for Lakers fans I don't think they would want Jawan Howard at all
0: <laughs> We're not talking about what Lakers fans want We're talking about what LeBron James wants This is why they're in this position in the first place
1: That would not be a good hire I wouldn't touch Jawan Howard In the NBA with a 6 foot pole I know you're a Michigan guy But no Why Why? Why can't Jawan Howard coach in the NBA I mean can you have success In college first can we, can we see you have sustained success in college? You mean? He's made two Michigan, he made two tournament runs. <sighs> oh
0: my God. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that he's the greatest coach of all time, but you uh, being an you think I don't think that being an NBA coach is about it's, it's about much less strategy than being a college basketball coach. Being an NBA coach is about managing your expectations of star players. Like that's I'm surely what it I think it is.
1: So you're telling me that if Jawan Howard's the Lakers head coach, and if, that's what LeBron wants, apparently, right? That's, that's one of the, one the, of the names the that names he loves. That
0: was floated out. I, right? no, I can't, I don't, I, I can't so sit here at, and say that LeBron said, I want Jawan Howard. So at coach. this point
1: in LeBron's career, how much are you still going to cater to his needs? He's, got, he's about to be almost 40 years old. You have to do what's best for the organization. Jawan what's Howard best is on the organization. Organization. He is best low on the totem pole when it comes to the head coaches they could hire. What's the best for the bottom.
0: organization would be to trade LeBron and Anthony Davis and recoup your draft picks because this team's going nowhere. Well that's not state gonna happen. Well that's not gonna happen. Well then what we are talking about? We gotta do that's what's best happen. for the organization. Well, I still
1: I still think you can win with LeBron and AD healthy if you have a, a good supporting cast around them. How are you gonna get it? Trade Westbrook to maybe New York. Houston still on the table, potentially. Get John Wall. I'm not saying getting John Wall. I think getting John Wall is a a slight upgrade. Maybe you can get Christian Wood Uh, as well. The only upgrade that – then, and and
0: mind you, Houston already traded away Russell Westbrook once. Yeah. They already said, we would rather move on.
1: Well, but they were willing to take him back, but the Lakers weren't willing to give away one of their future first-round picks, which is like in 2027. That's the next time they get a first-round pick. The Lakers—they weren't willing to give that up. They could have got that deal to happen.
0: Yeah. Well. Anyway, the Lakers are done, and we'll be done talking about them for a while until they find a new head coach or until another rumor comes out. But I can't wait. I'm so glad we're done with the Lakers. I want to start the top five now because I think that the number one with a bullet for this category is the man we just discussed. But the top five players who got the most blame this year. I started this last year, Mark, because I'm trying to get better with the uh, with the Twitter lists. Oh, yeah. I'm not a Twitter yeah. list guy. You are. You're always a, who's your top six wide receivers? Oh, my gosh. You don't have Debo Samuel in your top <laughs> seven? Oh, you you casual? <laughs> so I was like, what am I going to do? Because I don't care for the rating of the players and so on and so forth. We've had this discussion a million times. But. I didn't want to get it I'll throw my foot in throw my hat in the ring. Okay. So I thought last year I had the all blame team. hmm The twenty 2020, twenty uh 2020, 2021 all blame team. I know I had I had Frank Vogel was the assistant coach. So he's now promoted to head coach of the all blame team. Okay. Right?
1: Okay.
0: Uh let's see Julius Randle was on the list. I'm pulling it up right now. Here we go. This is from last year. This is from last year's. Last year's 2021 all-blame team. Point guard, Ben Simmons. Shooting guard was Jimmy Butler. The small forward was Kyle Kuzma. Now, mind you, this would have been Los Angeles Lakers, Kyle Kuzma. Power forward, Kristaps Porzingis, the Dallas Mavericks. Center, Rudy Gobert for the, uh, for the uh, Jazz. And the second team was Kemba, CJ, uh, Aaron Gordon. Julius Randle, and Bam Adebayo.
1: Okay.
0: It was the all-blame team. Okay. So I'm trying to fill out the 2022 all-blame team. We're going a little position position list this year. Okay. Because yeah. we have to just go guard, guard, forward, forward, center. I got the number one, Russell Westbrook, period, stop. Mm-hmm. That's my point guard. Okay. My number two, James Harden. Okay. That's my shooting guard, right? Okay. Now, I'm getting into a little trouble with my small forward. I see you are doing it by position. But I'm doing it by position, but that's why I got to do a position list because I know Anthony Davis is definitely going to be on my first team, all blame. Okay. Right? Okay. And I need a center, right? So I need a center. I'm trying to figure – how I'm gonna get my forwards and centers. The center's a little hard if it's not Rudy Gobert.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's a likely candidate here. I'm looking right now. Cause I'ma try to do it by position, but I have guys in my mind right now. So Cause well, the second team is wide open, except for point guard.
0: Because the second team point guard's gotta feel, in my estimation, has gotta be Kyrie Irving.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. For sure.
0: So the second, But the second team is wide open. I have some ideas. I didn't want to dominate the whole set. I have some ideas. I'm curious to have who you have already. I saying, yeah, you
1: didn't even. I didn't know we was doing a second team. I wasn't ready for a second team. So um, I got I got Westbrook. That's okay. a common denominator, I think. It's pretty obvious right there. I got AD as well. I got Julius Randle in here. I'm surprised you got him for last year when he was actually really good last year.
0: I, well, I, I made it. After the playoffs.
1: Oh, okay, 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 okay. Because you didn't do it before the playoffs but, started. But, okay, okay.
0: As in the as Okay. In, but so, so, but as in the uh, the spirit of the NBA,
1: it's a regular season award.
0: Yeah. So I'm gonna do. So coming up mean, it at the end of the regular season,
1: the Knicks. They were what a five seed last year, a four seed, didn't make the play in, and Julius Randle's numbers are down all across the board. He went down in points by four points. He shot forty-one percent last year. He shot forty-five percent. Only thirty percent from three last year. He was forty-one percent from three. Down in rebounds. Down in assists. I mean, down in everything. <laughs> Julius Randle was okay. terrible this year. He was in
0: my he was in my second team list, but I I can I could be argued to get him to first team. But I was working. I, he was in my list of people I'm working through. I was I wanted to give you a shot to see else you had on yours.
1: Okay. And can I give a guy that didn't play this year?
0: I, I thought about that. So I'm going to, for this year and what I'm going to do going forward, it's going to be asterisk had to have played. Okay. Because it, I feel like it's not fair to
1: guys who are like hurt all year. But it's like this guy. It's kind of like self-inflicting. I feel like you're all so about Ben Simmons. No, it's about Zion. Talk about
0: Zion. I have him on the second team list. <laughs> as about well. Zion. I have Zion. You know, I love Zion, team. but I have him on the second team list as well. But <laughs> part of it is too. You have to have a level of expectation going into the season to be able to be getting a lot of blame. Zion's getting a lot of like personal blame, but I don't know how much expectations as it. I think the Pelicans being in the play-in, most people look at it as overachieving. But
1: I'm looking if they had Zion. They're a top six, five team.
0: <laughs> I, I did have I had him penciled in on my second team. I like Zion being getting on the uh, all blame mentioned for sure.
1: So I got A D, Westbrook, Randall, Zion. And I'm gonna have to go go bear, man. Okay. I'm gonna have to go go bear just because you you saw that stat, right? About Mitchell only passing the ball. Two times a game or whatever it was, not assist, just literally just passing the ball. Donovan Mitchell's out after this year. He's he's gone. This is his last year. He's gonna be out of there. They're gonna they got lucky because they're playing Dallas probably without Luca, so they're probably gonna advance out the first round. You don't seem too convinced they're still gonna beat Dallas without Luca.
0: You know, I are looking the at Utah me. Jazz are cooked. You
1: think they're gonna lose to Dallas without Luca? I
0: I'm not gonna sit here and say it. However. If it was game five and like the Mavericks was, you know, 3 2, I wouldn't be like, oh, Utah's got this in the bag. Like, I was, oh, they got to just go get one, tie it up, and then come back. They're the better team. No, I wouldn't. But the
1: thing is, Dallas does have home court advantage, though. That is.
0: I was, I was, I I don't, I don't, I don't. I don't think it's just over. And until, like, we know, I know there's no timetable for return, but they're saying left calf strain, until we have a better status on what Lucas' injury actually is, yeah, then I can't just say it definitively. But I know that I was loving them to get
1: blown out of the water. Yeah, but I just got to put Gobert in there just for, I feel like he's the main, like, culprit as far as ruining that relationship with Donovan Mitchell, right? So it's not really necessarily about his play, per se. It's just about the whole dynamic of Utah. You know, they've had this core for, what, five years now. They always do good in the regular season, and they flame out in the postseason. It's going to happen once again. Donovan Mitchell doesn't like Gobert. It's pretty obvious. I, I blame Colbert for that. I really do. Why are you? Bl- why is it just his fault? Because, bro, we saw what happened after the whole COVID thing Every everything since ever since that moment where he was playing with the mic, Donovan Mitchell wasn't really feeling him, bro. Like, you could tell.
0: I'm not gonna lie. You could lie. tell. Play like, passes to him two
1: times a game. Come on.
0: But come you know, on. Quinn Snyder said sometimes they eat lunch at the same table. <laughs> ah,
1: come on. They're trying <laughs> to save face, man.
0: No, but I, that was, I think honestly, Rudy Gobert looking at those microphones was what. Uh that and Ben is not dunking the ball was what inspired me to do this in the first place. <laughs> so,
1: so. so it's like they have to kind of be on the list every year, kind of, in a way. <laughs> yeah, so. Or it has
0: to be named after them, at least. Let's see. Who do I have? I, had, uh, I said we need a coach for the squad. Oh, a coach. Let me get a coach for well, you. That's co- fun. Coach is Frank Vogel, for sure, I feel like. So let me give you something. To, let me give you one besides. Give, give me that. an assi- I gotta give you, you something. I have else. an assistant coach for this. Like, there's more. There's more than one guy on the bench.
1: Yeah, let me give you. Hmm, that's a good one. I like that idea. You know what, Tom Thibodeau, man. Thibs. Okay. I can't just blame Randall for it all, in New York. Okay, I like it. The 11th seed in the East, man. Uh, he doesn't. His rotations are very weird. He doesn't like playing guys. He plays guys like 40 minutes. He doesn't really, like, give guys breaks. They're playing back-to-backs on tire legs. He got R.J. Barrett out there slaving 40 minutes a night. You know, Julius Randle doesn't really run offensive sets. He's a defensive guy, right? But they weren't even good defensively this year. They were terrible defensively. So Thibs is not getting left the hook there, man, New York. And you know what? I've always felt like he was an overrated coach. Yeah. He's a defensive specialist. He was good when he was doing that in Boston. He was just a defensive coordinator. And I know he had a nice run in Chicago. I get it. But he ran Derrick Rose to the ground. He has a reputation of running his guys to the ground. So I have to put him on the bench, man. So, if you
0: guys have any nominations for the All-Blame Team 2020, 2021 or 2021-2022 All-Blame Team, let me know. Tweet me. Tweet at Mark A. Gunnels, at Martin Weiss, at Extra Points Pod, uh, And I'm going to come up with the list. I'll probably come up with it by Friday right? Right before the playoffs start. Okay, Because it's a regular season. It's a regular season comment, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to just limit it to playoff successors, right? Because this is all that's what it really was. All these players were had success in the playoffs. I want to broaden it out. And if you have any ideas for any more awards, I know Dave Damishek has the Shecky Awards. I'm trying to get him to, to, to input this into the Shecks. We'll see if that occurs. But if you have any other postseason NBA awards that me and Mark should hand out, let us know. But Without further ado, Mark. Yeah. The play in is here. The play in tournament starts today, 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. The Cleveland Cavaliers travel to Brooklyn. They're nine and a half point underdogs. Oh, it's nine and a half now. Nine and a half point underdogs. And this total has moved as I've been looking at it. It was 227 when I bet the under about 15 minutes ago. Now it is sitting at 226 and a half.
1: Yeah, so before we started, it was eight and a half. So that's interesting. Um, I like Cleveland to cover the spread here, man. That's just a little too rich for my blood. And I know, you know, the the narrative is going to be, well, now everything matters. The Nets are going to be locked in. They're going to get their full potential. Kyrie, Katie, but you know what's not going to be locked in? Something they're not capable of doing Hmm. is playing defense. So they're going to win the game we are going to win the game, but they may give up a 115 doing it <laughs> and score at 120, 122. So, Nets win. Give me the Cavs with the cover. And like I said before earlier, these two teams just played less than a week ago, and the Cavs were up late in the third by eight points, ended up losing by 11. So, they can play with these guys as long as they can do a little better in the fourth quarter because it's not going to be a blowout. They're not going to get... Beat by twenty, they're not gonna be down by twenty at any point in this game. I don't see that happening, especially with the way Brooklyn plays defense, or should I say, lack thereof. And I like the over, I like the over a lot here. Two twenty six and a half for a Brooklyn Nets game. <laughs> Give me the over. Yeah, I took the under. I just you took I, the
0: under. I took the under. I, really? Two twenty seven. It's the playoffs, man. I just feel like if anything. Uh, I, first of all, Cleveland plays good defense. I know Jerry Allen's not going to be there, and I know Mobley. That's the been thing for me. No Allen. But I know this: if I, I've been fading the Nets against big men for a long time, and Cleveland has a few multiple big men, like in, in, in and and Mobley and Kevin Love, and I'm just eh, Markin' and Love aren't really. I put it like this: They play the same big man that the Brooklyn big men play. I'm not talking about. I'm, obviously, there's no Jokic or Embiid around here, but like you got Nick Claxton over there. He's he'll make catch a rim run every so often. But there's no big body. Well, yeah, out for sure, here.
1: for sure. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on.
0: Don't forget about Big Drum. I didn't. Don't forget I, about Big Drum. I, I, I didn't forget about him. That's why I said there's no big body coming out. <laughs> Come
1: of on, to way. be fair, Drummond has been playing pretty good. I know we kind of kind of harp on him a little bit, but he is a. He has been playing pretty good. I've
0: been following this man's career forever. Since he started in Detroit. And I just gotta say, I don't buy it. I don't see it. I don't buy it. He's done this before to y'all. Remember last year when he was the big penguin for the Lakers? Big penguin, baby. And you know what he got? Played off the court. <laughs> I'm not hey, you know what? Hey, more power to you if you're running out Andre Drummond in the playoff series thinking he's gonna be an impact player.
1: Hey man, all I know in, in this last game he played against Indiana, in twenty minutes he had twenty and thirteen. And he was nine for nine from the field. Big drum, man, big drum.
0: We'll hear. We'll, we'll see about that. Big drum. But I got the Cavaliers <laughs> plus nine. I got the Cats plus nine too. Cavaliers plus nine, and nine a half. and a half. Yeah. The Clippers are three point dogs as they go to Minnesota. Six How? Did, I think the the unspoken. If there was an all like praise team, the Minnesota Timberwolves just bypassing the play-in tournament altogether. Kudos to you, Carl Towns and Anthony Edwards. Kudos to you guys because you guys just you skipped a step and I'm proud of you for it.
1: Yeah, but this is this is the easiest play for me. Clippers plus 3 and sprinkle money on Clippers money line. They're going to win the game. Yeah, I think so too. You know, I mean, I I love the storyline of Minnesota, but the Clippers have multiple wings to throw at the guy that I think if Minnesota wants to win has to have a big game It's Anthony Edwards but he is Mr. Inconsistent. One game he'll drop 40 out of nowhere look like Prime Jordan the next game he has 9 points, 12 points the Clippers have Paul George, Patum Marcus Morris, multiple bodies to throw at him and I don't see him having an effective night Townsend is going to get 30. He's going to do his thing. D'Angelo Russell is going to have a good game. But for them to have a chance to not only win but cover the three, Anthony Edwards is going to have to score at least 25, 20-something points. I just don't see that happening tonight. So I got the Clippers plus three, and I'm also putting money on Clippers' money line.
0: Yeah, I actually gave out the Clippers plus three and money line yesterday for my extra points pick of the day. A day in advance But uh, I gave out a baseball pick that got hammered But I don't think that the Clippers are going to get hammered I do think the Clippers are going to send the Timberwolves home Although, full disclosure, this is going to be a game That as I watch it, I'm going to be rooting for Anthony Edwards To do crazy things Like I don't, you know, I want to see that happen Oh yeah, he's, I just want to see that he's happen He's
1: fun, he's definitely fun
0: But I, I, I got the Clippers here as well And I do think Clippers on the money line is a good play Hornets plus five versus the Hawks. That's tomorrow. I think the Hawks are going to roll here.
1: I hate to say it, but I agree. The reason why I say I hate to say it, because I, I will admit, I, I am a LaMelo ball stan. <laughs> I, I love LaMelo ball. I have his jersey at, at home. You know, I'm a Jersey guy. You are. A, I have a LaMelo yeah. ball Hornets jersey. In my closet right now as we speak.
0: When's the last time you wore your
1: LaMelo Ball
0: Hornets jersey?
1: I haven't worn it since probably last summer. But you do, you do get it. Why don't you wear jerseys here? Maybe I'll start doing that. Why not? If you got them. Yeah. I don't know where else you'd wear them. I'll start doing that. Why? I mean, you could wear them to like a day party. You know, it'd be hot out here in the summer, man. It's like it's a nice day party attire with a chain on. You know how I rock, man. I've worn. A, <laughs> a, I'm just, that's not my. I have. I have
0: like three jerseys, and ironically enough, I wore a jersey on the last extra points. But it was, oh, okay. Uh, it was yeah. opening day. First of all.
1: Oh yeah, I did see. That. I saw. And that. it was yeah, a Negro League. That. Yeah, I saw that. It was a Negro that. League. Josh yeah. Gibson jersey. Yeah. So
0: I wore that, but now I don't have a Lamelo Ball jersey nor a Trey Young jersey. But if I were to buy a new pair of shoes that weren't Jordans, I would probably buy the Ice Trays. Mm, I those, like those. Those shoes. are fresh. Those are fresh. The those Trey Young fresh. shoes, but I do think fresh. that he's gonna roll. He's gonna he. The, the NBA has a lot of big time players in it right now. He's one of them.
1: Yeah, I mean, here's my thing about this game. Neither team really plays defense. But however, I did my research, Martin. In the last ten games, the Hawks are ranked 11th in defensive rating over their last ten games. If they have that. That's enough for them to cover the spread and then some. Because the Hornets can't guard me and you. They can't guard nobody on extra points. I think Sal can put up 25 against the Hornets. That's how bad they are defensively. So
0: Should Sal take that as a compliment or an insult? A
1: compliment, still how, how NBA you,
0: team. I, I'm just curious how you would take that. If you were sitting there, and, and your new hire was like, I think my boss could score 25 against this team.
1: Well, you couldn't even look at
0: a picture of him and Jerry. I could, no, because it was weird, because it was like Jerry was looking at me through my and peripheral vision. I couldn't take it. I have enough Jerry in my mornings. I don't need Jerry in my late afternoons either.
1: And another thing about the Hawks, too. Well, about the Hornets, the Hornets are really bad in half court, but they're really good in transition, the Hornets are. However, the Hawks are one of the best teams in transition defense, and not to mention, one way to get transition buckets, right, is to turn somebody over. Well, you know, the Hawks have the least turnovers in the NBA this year. Mm -hmm. They don't turn the ball over. So good luck, Hornets. Good luck, I mean, I was about to say Lonzo. They might need Lonzo. They might need Lonzo because he plays defense. They need Lonzo and LaMelo. But, unfortunately, Lonzo's not available to play even for his team right now. So, I love the the Hawks here. And I love the over. The over. It's 236 and a half. This is going to be a high-scoring game. I mean, I see the Hawks scoring 120-plus. Like, So, if they do that, the Hornets are going to score over 100. I just have – maybe it's just – I know that it
0: was college basketball, and obviously those are two very different sports. But I just have these this memory of just under, 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 under in postseason competition, but it was all March Madness. So maybe 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 it's a little recency bias on that part for me. But yeah. I I and plus two, I don't like totals anyway. Cause I have um triple digit math has never been my strong suit. So having to sit there and add <laughs> up one one oh one plus ninety eight and another team scores, it's like, damn Alexa, what you <laughs> <laughs> All right, but anyway, the Spurs are five point dogs against the Pelicans. The New Orleans Pelicans, who, who I mean, fought frantically to get into this post to get into this play in game, to make this postseason push. Who do you think wins this? Or who
1: covers? So this one is the trickiest one for me. I think the Spurs are being a little undervalued here. I'm actually going to take the Spurs plus the points. I think the Pelicans win the game. But I think it's going to be a very competitive game. I can see it being very ugly. It looks like one of those ugly, neither team is going to shoot that well. Pop's going to find a way to muck it up. I think it's going to be a really low scoring, man. So I would even take the under here. I know you're you're not a, uh, you know, that's not your strong suit, strong song strong suit. I know that's not your strong suit as far as the math goes there. But I do like the under here at 228. And I'm going to take the Spurs plus 5. They got some guys, man. I like Murray. I'm a big DeJounte Murray guy. He's been playing. No, he's solid.
0: But I I think I'm going the other way. I'm going to take the Pelicans. Okay. I'm going to take the Pelicans to cover just off the idea that this is a whole big audition, essentially, for Zion, for better for, for better or for worse, the Pelicans are showing. Hey, we're we're here to compete. We're here to try to win games. They have good pieces too, and I think CJ's probably the best player on the court. Maybe maybe Jontay Murray's a little better than him, but I think that the uh, I don't know. I've been riding with the Pelicans for so damn long now because I've been. Been waiting for them to overtake the Lakers in the play-in standings, and I never thought that. So I've been—I feel like intimately knowledgeable about both of these teams because I've been watching them, rooting for them, like like hell. I just think such
1: a Lakers hater.
0: No, I wasn't a Lakers hater. I just wanted everybody to come to terms with the realization that they were all wrong. Everyone was wrong. Everyone was wrong down the stretch. AD's coming back. LeBron—they could put it no. No, and the next thing they'll be wrong about is the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> like, I, you, like the the idea that the Nets and the Suns are sim- are, are close to each other in, in, in NBA Finals favorites betting is just mind-boggling to me. It drives me insane. It doesn't make any sense at all. The public loves Brooklyn, man. Well,
1: the public loves whatever. I don't know. Mark, <laughs> what's your lemon-pepper parlay? So, it's one of these lines that I told you about. I got the Clippers plus three. And I'm going to pair that with the over on Kyrie's points at 28-and-a-half. I think him going against his old team, he's going to be unleashed. I think it's one of those games where Kyrie just empties the clip and just forgets that Katie's on his team. and He's going to shoot, 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 and he's going to be making them. So I'm taking Clippers plus three, Kyrie over on points at 28-and-a-half. All right, I'm going
0: to take the Clippers plus three. I'm going to do a same-game parlay. I'm taking the Clippers plus three as well, and I'm taking Reggie Jackson to score more than 15 points. I like that. What's the odds on that? The odds right now sitting at minus 205, so the for the so minus 15 points, the parlay together pays out 157.
1: Okay. So okay. it's a little
0: bit overevenized, but it's something you, it's something to keep you there, and it should get you over, too. That's the thing. I yeah. want to give out winners. Right, right. So that's that, my lemon pepper that's parlay. That's all I've been doing is giving out winners, man. Whoa! excuse well, the hell out of me. I haven't missed That's one my yet. lemon pepper parlay. <laughs> so hopefully we'll be eating tonight. But, uh, Mark, that's all I got, buddy.
1: I got one more feature to give. Oh, boy. Because I was really on FanDuel this morning, really going crazy, man. So I like these series bets they offer, Right. Okay. We're like, you got the minus 1.5. Like, basically, you know, the team has to win, like, 4-1 or whatever, right? To cover that. Or, uh, yeah. So, I like the Bucks here against the Bulls. It said minus 2.5. So, that means the Bucks have to at least win the series 4-1 or 4-0 mm-hmm. to cover the 2.5. The Bulls aren't going to win a game. And there is some juice on it at minus 170. But... The Bulls are not going to win a game. Okay. And if they didn't, if they win one game, you still win the bet. There's no way the Bulls are going to win two games. So at the very worst case scenario, Bucks win the series four one, you still win the bet.
0: Oh, and so there you go, and because yeah, there's not, there's no way they go six. No way. Yeah, there's no way they go six. No way. But uh, you told me about this earlier today. I just remembered, the uh, FanDuel got the play-in tournament bet. You can bet on oh advance yeah. from the play-in. Me. And I'm going to steal your thunder. Right now, you can get the Clippers and the Pelicans, right? You t- you just said you took the Spurs cover, but Pelicans win. Yeah. And the Clippers and the Pelicans to advance from the play-in, plus 800. Yeah. Now, that would mean the Pelicans have to beat the Spurs mm-hmm. and then
1: beat the loser of Clippers, Timberwolves, which I think would be the Timberwolves. So have to beat the Timberwolves.
0: Plus 800 right there I Actually, I think that's a pretty good value too Because just Like a lot of times With some of these If you just Straight money line them Even with the big juice You would yeah. still make more more money Yeah I don't think it's probably true for that
1: one Yeah that's, I think that I don't think I, th- yeah. I like that a lot Yeah
0: I like that one a lot But I mean The regular season's over, Mark Now we're in this Weird purgatory Called the play-in And then the postseason <laughs> starts
1: yeah, We're here now Yeah, man Let's make let's make some money. As you would say, let's eat. Let's get it. <laughs>